0: Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, Episode 160, How to Start a Podcast in 10 Steps. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about launching and improving your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm so glad you're here because this is going to be a little bit of a reboot, not for the show, but maybe for you. Let me give you an advance warning. This will be some basic stuff, so if you are already a podcaster, you may decide Nah, you might want to skip this episode. That's perfectly okay. But if you're thinking of starting another podcast, these 10 steps will still apply. First of all, I'm not going to give the in depth, complete information about how to start a podcast that is, what buttons to press, what options to choose, how to install WordPress, and all of that. That's for something else, that's for uh, some other time or a special tutorial or maybe even one-on-one coaching or consulting that I can help you start the podcast. But these are 10 steps, 10 basic steps to starting your podcast that even if you are starting another podcast, these steps can still apply to you. So if you feel like this is too basic for you, it's fine. I won't be offended if you decide to go ahead and skip. But this is for those of you primarily who are thinking of launching your podcast for the first time and are completely unsure of where to go, these 10 steps will give you the general directions of where to go. So step number one, make plans. Number two, collect quality content. Number three, get the right tools and equipment. Number four, record and present the content well. Number five, give authenticity. Number six, edit and produce. Number seven, launch or upgrade your website. Number eight, publish. Number nine, promote. And number 10, measure growth. There are going to be a lot of links to past episodes that I've done about many of these points where I do get in depth on certain information. Like, do you need a mixer? Why should you consider a mixer? or how to launch your WordPress website, or if you're not using WordPress, how do you set up FeedBurner, and what should you consider about a domain name, and how can you find content? I've covered many of these things before, so the show notes will be full of these URLs for past episodes where I've discussed this content. You can get those show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com. Slash one sixty. And whenever I refer to an episode by number, like I say episode one sixty or one thirty or seventy two or anything like that, just go to the audacity to com slash and that episode number, and that will take you there. That way I don't have to keep repeating the audacity to com over and over and over again. So, ten steps to starting your podcast. Number one, make plans. This I think needs to be the first step for your podcast because it will give you the direction your podcast will go. If you don't have plans, your podcast won't have direction. And although you can find success with a podcast that doesn't have direction, it's a lot harder to do because how do you even define success if you don't have plans, if you don't have some direction you want to go? Most people don't just stumble upon success. They work very hard and they have big plans for it. I know many people may look at like Cliff Ravenscraft or John Lee Dumas and say, wow, they're overnight successes. Well, the overnight is a lot of overnights, like two or three years of overnights and a lot of very, very hard work. So they didn't just stumble upon success. They worked very intentionally towards success. So before you spend any money on your podcast, before you start a website or even come up with your name for your podcast, maybe, have a plan for what kind of podcast you want to host and what it is that you want to share. Depending on the style of your podcast, this plan could look very different if, for example, you have a podcast where you want to teach something or share certain perspectives on things then part of your plan may involve a list of topics of what your future episodes will be. And when you start with this, it doesn't have to be a perfect list of exactly what you'll cover. Your list could be as simple as this. Number one, Facebook. Number two, Twitter. Number three, YouTube. Those are things you may know you want to talk about in your first three episodes, but how you're going to talk about them is up to you to determine when you prepare for those specific episodes. So You don't have to get super detailed in your plan, but having some kind of guidance for where you want to go is great, even if that guidance is vague at this point. Just get it out there. Get all of your ideas out of your head. Right now, I'm reading, finally, for the first time ever, I'm reading David Allen's book, Getting Things Done. And wouldn't you know it, this is the year that David Allen is revising the book, Getting Things Done, and I'm reading his original one. So it talks a lot about paper stuff and physical inboxes on your desk and all of these things. So it's partially outdated, but the principles are still very, very true. And one of the things that he talks about is that we need to collect our ideas. Start by collecting everything that's on your mind, your to-dos, and then Make action steps for each one, or not complete action steps, but what's the next action? This applies very well to your podcast. What are all of your ideas? Get them all out of your head. Brainstorm as crazy or as serious as your ideas may be. Get them out of your head and onto paper or into some kind of filing system. Uh, When I first started the Audacity to podcast, actually, before I started it, I made a list of 35 items. That I wanted to cover in the audacity to podcast and I am still working off that list that doesn't mean that list is still 35 but it means there are items on that list that I still haven't covered yet because I've had other things come up in between questions from you or newsworthy items or other stuff that I thought the timing was right for this or things that I want to research more or I feel like at the, the information just isn't good enough yet. The options aren't good enough yet to be able to cover this. So I am still working off that list and I've got many more years of content coming for the Audacity to Podcast and you could have that kind of same plan for your podcast of things you want to cover. But also think about How are you going to cover this? You may have a list of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Well, how are you going to cover those? Are you going to say it's top 10 fails on Facebook, top 10 fails on Twitter, top 10 fails on YouTube? Technically, it'd be failure, but that's for a different grammar-focused podcast. Hint, hint. So how you decide to approach the content is something else you should plan. If you're going to approach the same content as someone else. And I talked about this in the last episode, number 159, of being in the same niche as someone else. Think about how you're going to be different. Are you going to maybe take a comedic approach? Are you going to take a serious approach? Will it be in-depth? Are you going to try and pull out the undiscovered truths that no one else has? How are you going to present this information? What is your plan for your content and the And how are you going to share that content? What's the direction you want to go with your podcast? What are your goals for your podcast? What are your immediate goals? What are your long-term goals? Is this just something you want to do because it's a hobby and it just sounds like fun and you just want to meet people and have a good time and share funny stories or just encourage people? That's perfectly all right. You don't have to be in podcasting with the goal of, oh, I want to quit my day job and do podcasting full-time. But then again, maybe that is your goal, and that's perfectly okay. See, the great thing with podcasting is it takes audacity to podcast. It takes guts to podcast. That's why the show is called The Audacity to Podcast. It takes some audacity on your part to do this because you can stand up with your own goals and your own idea of what you want to do, and you can find great success in that. And success is how you determine it. So if you want this to be a hobby, then you know what a hobby goal is. Maybe it's just after one year, I want to be able to say I have 50 episodes in one year. Or after one year, I want to have told this full 20-part story. Or in one year, I want 200 listeners. Maybe it's more professional goals. Like in one year, I want my podcast to be making money. In one year, I want to have a product based on my podcast. In one year, I want to have press access based on the information I share in my podcast. Whatever your goals are, make a plan for how to reach those goals. So your plan isn't just what you want to do, your daydream. Your plan is how you're going to get there. So make plans for your show as a whole and for your individual episodes. This doesn't mean it's a script that you have to follow to the letter. It's okay to change things, squeeze things in, ad lib here and there. But the main thing is you want to have some core direction and a core idea that you get Back to when you sometimes veer off course, or when you're feeling like quitting, that core direction and that list of ideas will give you inspiration that you can work from later on. There are some times when it comes around to Monday when I record the Audacity Podcast live at 2 p.m. Eastern Time over at theaudacitypodcast.com/live, and sometimes on a Monday I realize, oh. I haven't prepared anything for an episode today. I, I didn't decide what I wanted to cover today. So I just look at my list, and this is hours ahead of time, or many, many hours ahead of time, so I have plenty of time to prepare. I look at my list and see, oh yeah, I wanted to talk about this. And yeah, I'll talk about that today. It's on my list. I remember now that some of the things I was kind of thinking of saying. Or it could be that you do script some of your stuff The tools that you use to do this really don't matter. You can use Evernote, Workflowy, Google Drive, a text editor, even plain paper and a pencil for making your plans. Whatever it is, the tool doesn't really matter. It's how you use the tool and what you create that then becomes art. So have a plan. And in the wise words of the Admiral from the Hunt for Red October, Russians don't even take a dump without a plan. So even if you think your show will be crappy, still make a plan for what you want to do with your show, even if it's a casual show. Know what you want to do with it. That's number one. Make plans, as you can tell. That's something I'm very passionate about, and it's so important, and so many people are lacking plans for their podcasts. They start, and they have no plan That's why so many podcasters give up before they reach their seventh episode. That's the basic statistic that Todd Cochran has referred to many times is that many podcasters don't make it past their seventh episode. Look up in iTunes and you'll see that. And sometimes podcasters then if they make it past their seventh, they won't make it past their 25th. But if they make it to around 50, you're pretty sure that they're going to keep on going at a regular pace depending on how long it took them to get to 50, but most likely if they reached 50, they're going to keep going. So number one, make plans. Number two, collect quality content. You probably want your podcast to be great and your content that you share is the largest factor factor in what will make your podcast great because the content is what will attract people first. Not the personality, unless you're a celebrity and you've uh, celebrity, however you define it, you've got millions of followers or tens of thousands of readers on your blog or anything like that. But most likely, the personality won't attract people first, it will be the content. And so, you want to have quality content in your show, and you could either find content or create content and the basics for both of these are really the same if you want to either find great content or create great content i recommend that you read and watch a lot of things for ideas that you can either include if you're finding content and curating it for your show or be inspired by if you are creating content Eric K. Johnson with Podcast Talent Coach recently did an episode that was a great example. He talked about how he was reading a magazine. It was completely unrelated to his field of content creation, podcasting, anything like that. But he read a magazine and from this, he was inspired with topic ideas because he could just pull it through sentence by sentence, highlight things that stood out to him and those inspired other ideas. I talked about in episode 57 ways that you could find content for your site. If you're not creating your own content, how you could find it out there. Finding it like maybe you cover news, maybe you respond to feedback, maybe you review movies or TV shows. That is finding content. You're bringing that content out and then discussing it and presenting it in certain ways. And if you're creating content, then that's where the inspiration comes in. Your knowledge, your experience... So when your content is relevant to your show's niche, it's entertaining, it's engaging, and it's educational, that's when your audience will want to share it with others. But it really needs to connect with them, and it needs to be quality stuff. If your content is just what you did today, then it's probably not that engaging, relevant, entertaining, educational stuff that your audience is looking for, unless you're a celebrity and as you know, people tend to go all gaga after celebrities and and just wanting to know every single detail about their lives and everything that they're doing. But assume that people, this is hard to hear, but assume that people don't care about you when you start out. They care about your content first. I'll talk about personality in a little bit, but they care about your content first. That's what brings them in. And how you present that is how you earn their trust and that they will come back week after week or day after day to hear the great content as they get to learn your personality along the way. So number two, collect quality content. And this is still before we've pressed record. So start collecting your ideas. Know what you're going to say. Plan your first episode. Collect that quality content together or create the quality content. Number three, get the right tools and equipment. It really doesn't matter how much you spend on your equipment i and if you're starting your first podcast, I really recommend that you do not spend a lot of money because I have seen many podcasters spend a thousand or two thousand dollars or even more for their podcast, and they never release an episode, and then they're just trying to sell this equipment that they've basically wasted money on. They've lost money on this equipment because they didn't actually launch. So instead, if you are just starting out and you're not completely sure where you're going with this, you're not fully committed to do this every single week and you have a plan of how to do this weekly, daily, monthly, whatever your schedule is, if you don't have that definite plan and you've already committed that this is going to be a regular part of your life and you will do this for a full year and get plenty of episodes out there, and many of us might not want to commit that much when we start out. So if you're not ready for that yet, don't spend a lot of money. I recommend for about $50 plus $6 for Windscreen, and I have these links in the show notes at com slash 160. For about $50, get the Audio-Technica ATR2100USB. Now, I know, I know, everybody seems to have a crush on the Audio-Technica ATR2100USB microphone. But for good reason. It is a great microphone. It produces great quality. It connects directly to any PC, Windows, Mac, Linux. So it works very well. It's very easy to use produces great quality and because it also has an xlr jack on it which is professional audio connection you don't have to throw this microphone away if you later upgrade your equipment and get a mixer or you decide to have some co-hosts and start doing some more advanced things so for 50 to 60 dollars you can get this microphone put a windscreen on it i've got a link for a six dollar windscreen that works really well to prevent those pops in your words you can start then with just that microphone. It has the cables. It has a little stand with it. Add the pop filter. You can be ready to go and you can have great content and very, very good quality. Sure, it won't sound as good as the professional podcasters, but the differences between that inexpensive microphone and the really expensive microphones are very small and the majority of your audience won't notice the difference Because they're close enough and you have a different voice. Now, if you used your voice on the ATR2100 and then compared that to one of these really expensive microphones, yes, they would probably hear the difference and would probably prefer the more expensive microphone. But to start out, the 2100 is great because it's only about $50 to $60 and it's a great place to go for starting out. Then if you decide you don't want to get into this Well, then you're only out $50 or so and you could still use the microphone for Skype calls or for just playing around on your computer. So get the right tools and equipment from the start and don't plan to spend a whole lot of money. Keep your launch costs low. You may not even need a mixer when you're starting out, but if you decide to start getting into more complex things, and by the way, I recommend keep it as simple as possible when you launch. Don't try to be complex like live streaming, live mixing, multiple co-hosts. But if you start getting into this kind of stuff, that's when you might want to consider a mixer. And I've covered that before in a previous episode about why I think you should get a mixer in episode 124. I've also talked about live mixing versus post-production, having co-hosts on your podcast, all of those links in the episode show notes at com slash 160. Now, if you're doing video, then the right kind of equipment that you would get is a little bit different because, well, it costs a lot more to do video and generally, or let me put this a different way, an internet meme way, I usually don't recommend launching with video, but when I do, I suggest you focus on quality audio first, then lighting, and then camera, my friend. (laughs) But that's where I would point you. Don't do video. Audio is so much more consumable and the way that the podcast industry is going, more and more podcast apps are coming out that focus only on audio. They don't include video podcasts like Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, audio only options. No video whatsoever. So if you're launching your first podcast, I recommend keep it audio. It's a lot simpler to do. A lot cheaper to do but if you're getting into video then focus on your audio quality most of all then your lighting quality because audio is how they hear you how they hear you communicate and your communication is the most important part of the podcast not how good you look but your communication so focus on the audio quality first then your lighting because if they can't see you then they might not be able to connect with you as well and lastly The video quality, your camera. You could record with a smartphone. Just get some good lighting and get your audio quality first, and you could have some great productions that way from just your smartphone before you invest in a $100, $200, $500, $1,000, $3,000 camera. Maybe later on down the road. Keep it cheap when you start, but get the right stuff when you start out. So that's number three get the right tools and equipment. Number four, record and present the content well. When you have a plan and you have good content and you have the right equipment, it's time to press that record button on whatever kind of device you're using for recording. And whatever content that you're sharing, present it clearly and confidently. Focus on what it is that you want your audience to receive from your content, the takeaways that they have basically or what you want them to do because of your content. If you're a comedy podcast, you probably want your audience to laugh. So focus on content that makes them laugh. Don't just tell a story because it's a story. Tell it in a funny way. Tell it in an engaging way, some way that makes them laugh. Even if it's at the very end, you've told a sad, long, serious story, but at the end, it's got this great punchline to it, and that's what made it all worth it. Or maybe the whole story is just a string of joke after joke after joke. But your goal is. Make the audience laugh with a comedy podcast. If you're a business podcast, you probably want your audience to succeed in some way. So what are the takeaways that they need to remember that can help them succeed? Or what do you want them to do in order to succeed? If you're some kind of review podcast like a TV show fan podcast, a movie review fan podcast, music review, anything like that, you probably want your audience to discover something new or look at what they have already seen or heard in a new way. And so the list goes on with whatever kind of podcast you have. So find the best way to present that information and present it with your audience in mind, what you want them to take away from your content and what you want them to do because of your content. And your presentation, how you share your content will then continually, should continually point them back to those points, what it is that you want them to do or what you want their takeaways to be. So how well can you tell a story? How memorable can you make a lesson? How practically can you inspire people? You really don't have to be a professional speaker to be a great podcaster. You can be you and you should be you, but good communication skill is a must. It's just like if you're married, you know, you don't have to be a knight in shining armor in order to have a good marriage. But <laughs> communication, good communication is really, really, really important. And certainly you can point to problems that have resulted from poor communication. So Record and present the content well. That's number four. Focus on your presentation. Number five, give authenticity. Treat your podcast like it's just you and me and you're telling me something that you are excited about. You probably in such a situation would not put on the radio DJ voice. Hey, Daniel, I've got this amazing story to tell you right after this. No, that's not the way. I kind of doubt that's the way that you would talk to me. Maybe that's the way that radio DJs actually talk. I would like a glass of water, please. (laughs) So be natural. Be enthusiastic. Don't be overly enthusiastic, but also Don't be dry. Don't make this sound like this is a chore. Be excited, but be authentic too. Don't try to be someone that you're not. Just be real and most importantly, be you. Even if you're not a celebrity, people, sometimes even if you are a celebrity, people will generally care first about your content. That's usually what attracts them. But After you build a reputation of presenting good content and presenting that well, then they'll start to care about you and about your personality. And your personality will enhance your presentation of the content. So it's fine to include some real life in your podcast. Tell those relevant stories. Connect with your audience. Speak to your listeners or viewers as a friend instead of an audience of a bunch of people of saying, hey everybody, it's hi, thank you for joining me. I'm so glad you listen to this. Let your emotions come through. Don't try to make this just a dry, boring, factual presentation that sounds like it's a chore for you to get out. Give authenticity in your content. This is what's so great with podcasting, that we can be Ourselves and yet build such a massive audience or find a niche of people we had no idea existed before while we are being ourselves, our own, yes, amateur ourselves. And Steve Jobs called podcasting Amateur Hour once, and it was a little derogatory, sure. But yet, look at what Amateur Hour is producing. Many of the amateurs. Are finding great success, even though they are quote amateurs, unquote. And so the line of what's an amateur and what's a professional is starting to blur a little bit between these different fields. So the main thing though is that focus on being you and give authenticity to your audience. Don't try to give them something that you can't give them or that you shouldn't be giving them. Give yourself. Give your emotions. Give your real personality instead of trying to be something that you're not. That's number five. Give authenticity. Number six, edit and produce. So after you have now stopped the recording, you've presented everything well, you've given authenticity in your recording, it's time to turn that recording into an actual episode. This can be intimidating for some people, but the general principle here is the less garbage you let into the recording, the less stuff you have to edit out. This means background noise, ums, uhs, the breaks, the mess ups, the pauses, any barking, anything like that, that you let into the recording that you feel like editing out. Well, you can save yourself some work if you just don't let that into the recording. So if it's background noise, try to shut things off, point your microphone away from stuff, try to make things quieter go into a quieter area but if you're doing editing on audio then i recommend using the uh, any of these tools really you could start with audacity that's free it's for windows os 10 and linux if you want something a little bit more advanced but you don't have a lot of money to spend it, then check out hindenburg hindenburg makes a lot of things really easy including recording skype calls with hindenburg audacity you can also now kind of record skype calls not really it's still not set up to record both ends, but it could at least record one end, sort of. It's not quite there yet, but I could see that coming out at some point later this year, maybe. That's just a prediction, not actual information. Hindenburg, though, has Skype calling built in. Hindenburg it is also really easy for audio editing. You may already have GarageBand on your computer, and that can work great, even though, yes, Apple removed some of the podcast-specific stuff. But it still works fine for editing a podcast, even though it doesn't have something that says podcast in it. If you really want to get fancy, then look at Adobe Audition. It's what I use now because it has really improved my workflow. But all of the software that's available will not improve the quality of your podcast. It just enhances how quickly you can edit something. If you're doing video, then I recommend using iMovie, which comes with most Macs, or if you're on a Windows computer, use Windows Movie Maker. If you're on Linux, there are several different free video editors out there. You could even look at something like ScreenFlow on Mac or Camtasia for Windows or Mac, or if you want to step it up and really get professional, Adobe Premiere Pro is what I like. It's part of the Adobe Creative Cloud And there are many other options out there for editing video. But the main thing is your video needs to be able to export a .mp4 file or mpeg 4 video. Or you have some way of converting whatever it exports. So when you're editing though, whether it's audio or video, the main thing is don't be a perfectionist. Don't be a perfectionist. Say it with me a third time. Don't be a perfectionist okay it's a fine that you didn't actually say it with me that time but when you're editing your episode perfectionism will kill you almost not literally kill you but it will kill your episodes it can kill your creativity it can kill how quickly you get episodes out there if you have problems that you need to edit out you don't have to edit out every one of them really The best thing to really do is try to remove those things before you record them. So if you say, um, way too many times, try to build a habit of saying, um, fewer times pause instead of saying, um, if you're a little unsure about something, pause about it instead of if you're a little unsure about something, um, then just say, say it, no, use a pause Instead of saying, um, look for those other verbal crutches that you have. Maybe you say, you know, or obviously, or and or so, or anything like that that you use too often. Learn how to avoid those so they don't get, go into your recording in the first place and only do your editing if these kinds of things are too distracting. Yes, they'll be a little bit distracting in your recording sometimes if you say, um, but if you just have it here and there it's not going to be the end of the world work on speaking clearly first but if you have to edit try not to be a perfectionist and if there's too much background noise then try to shut it off before you record instead of just letting it go and then you have background noise that you have to try and remove but I don't recommend that you remove it just reduce it not completely remove it with the software and you still end up with audio that doesn't sound as good as if you just had a clean audio background so turn off that heater or air conditioner turn off the fans sweat or shiver a little for your podcast in order to have something that's much higher quality but when you're editing keep your editing process simple especially when you start out The fancier you try to get with your editing, whether that is removing every single um, removing every single pause, or making flashy sounds, or video effects, whatever it is, the fancier you try to get, the more time and money it will cost to get what you want. And if it's too much work to release an episode, you'll either not be consistent with your publishing schedule, or you'll give up. And... I've referred to this many times before. When I first started podcasting in 2007, I was a perfectionist. I scripted my episode and then I would try to perform that script verbatim. And if I messed up at all, I would edit it out to perfection. And it took me two years to have nine complete episodes. And they were only 15 minute episodes at the longest. Two years. And each episode took at least six hours to produce for a 15 minute episode that is ridiculous most podcast production will take four minutes to every one minute of final audio four minutes of production preparation recording all of that to every one minute of audio video is a little bit more it's more like an eight to one ratio but you can still work these things down as you get better at your craft so try to keep it simple as you start and improve the things that you can before you press that record button. If you're doing an audio podcast, as far as as the formats are concerned, I recommend that whatever your program can do, unless you're working with an expensive professional program like Adobe Audition or Logic or something like that, I recommend that you export a WAV file from your editor and then use iTunes to create an MP3. And that MP3, for most podcasts out there, spoken word podcasts, not like drama or Music review but most spoken word podcasts I recommend should be mono mp3 at 64 kilobits per second that will make a nice small file size that will still be high quality and the voice will be centered between the two ears and it works really well if you're doing video then I recommend that you export at uh, an mpeg version or mp4 at 640 by 360 pixels at 24 frames per second. You could do, depending on the kind of camera and equipment you're using, you might do 29 or 30 frames per second. But 24 is nice because then that's just fewer frames per second, less data that has to be used. That works great for downloadable files. Now I know that's not HD quality, but it's expensive to host HD files. They'll be much bigger and it starts getting more complicated as you try to find space for these things. So if you're doing video, 640 by 360 is good enough, really. But I do recommend release a full 1080p video if possible from your camera maybe it's 720p is the highest you can go from uh, your camera from whatever program you're using and then upload that to YouTube then you've got something really high quality at you, on YouTube where you're not paying for the bandwidth and the storage but then something smaller and more manageable When you are paying for the storage and your audience is paying for the downloads basically through their bandwidth or whatever their data plan is on their mobile device most video programs have presets for these kinds of things so look for something that might say an iphone preset at 640 by 360. that's the widescreen resolution by the way if you have a 4 3 ratio which is closer to a square then go for 640 by 480 But I really recommend widescreen because all the displays are going widescreen these days. And most video programs will also have some kind of preset for YouTube at various resolutions and frames per second. So when you edit and produce your episode, then you've got something that you can publish. So that's number six, edit and produce. Now you've got that thing to publish, that episode, video, audio, whatever it is. Next is you need a place to publish it. That's number seven. Launch or upgrade your website. If you don't already have a website, I highly recommend that you get your own hosting account from Bluehost. They're inexpensive. They have an anytime money back guarantee. So that is that even if six months from now you decide you want to stop doing this and just close your website account, you get a prorated refund from them. So you can cancel at any time you get that refund back for what you haven't used. And it's very easy to install WordPress on your own Bluehost uh, Blue account. And you can check out Podcast.com slash Bluehost for my affiliate link for signing up with Bluehost. And installing your own copy of WordPress is very easy with Bluehost. And many other hosts are like this too. But I talked more about how to install WordPress on your site back in episode 58 of the audacity to podcast and then add the powerpress plugin to turn your wordpress site into a podcast site and powerpress is a free plugin and it also makes an rss feed for you that rss feed which stands for rich site summary some people refer to it as really simple syndication is what powers your podcast to be able to have subscribers and syndicate your content to many different places. So WordPress is free. PowerPress is free. Get your domain and hosting through Bluehost. And if you want to learn about setting up PowerPress, that's episode 72. But if WordPress and your own hosting is a bit too much for you to consider, maybe it's too expensive, maybe it's too complicated, and I can help you with those things if you need it. But if you, if you just want to go the simpler route, then I think Libsyn is a trustworthy all-in-one solution. That is, they provide the website, they provide media hosting, and they provide the RSS feed. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. And use the promo code NOODLE and you get your first month for free. Libsyn is a great place if you're just starting out and you don't want to get complicated. You want to launch as quickly as possible and keep everything as simple as possible. They're an all-in-one solution, really the only all in one solution that I recommend because they give you the freedom to leave if you want to. But even if you launch a separate site with WordPress on Bluehost or some other host, Libsyn can still work with that to provide your media hosting and stats for you. If you really absolutely have to start out with free stuff, first of all, I challenge you consider when we're talking about your own website and hosting. We're talking maybe $10 a month, 10 or 15 maybe at most when you're starting out. And think about the things that you could skip in order to save and have that 10 or $15. That might just be three coffees per month or four coffees. Or maybe you bring a lunch to work once in a month instead of going out for lunch. Because boy, sometimes it can get expensive to go out for lunch when you consider the prices and the tip, the drinks and all of that stuff it can get expensive. So it might just be one time you don't go out for lunch in the month and you bring your own lunch. You can save a lot of money, by the way, by bringing your own lunches to work. Side tangent there. But if you absolutely have to do things for free, then the way that I would recommend doing that is using Blogger or Tumblr for your website, archive.org to host your media files, and then whatever RSS feed that you get from Tumblr or Blogger or whatever, sort of free blogging service that you use like that, even WordPress.com, run that through FeedBurner. This is the one and only time I would recommend FeedBurner, and that is because FeedBurner will allow you to keep your subscribers if you leave those services that you don't own. See, if you have your own web hosting account with Bluehost and you have your own copy of WordPress, you have your own domain. You can point that wherever you want. You control it. You own it. If you're with Libsyn, they provide a good way for you to be able to point your feed anywhere you want it to and you pretty much own that even if you cancel your account with them you can pay for a little termination uh, service that will set up a permanent redirect so you don't lose your subscribers but if you're on tumblr blogger squarespace wordpress.com anything like that you don't own your domain you don't own your R- own rss feed so then that's the one and only time when i'd recommend run it through feedburner and then take the feedburner URL that you get and submit that to podcast directories. But at least try to have your own domain name because it's so much nicer to be able to tell people visit myawesomepodcast.com instead of saying visit myawesomepodcast.wordpress.com or wordpress.com slash myawesomepodcast or anything like that. And instead of giving them myawesomepodcast at gmail.com, also consider having your own email address even if it just forwards to your gmail account i talked about this in episode 91 so you could have feedback at myawesomepodcast.com and it forwards to your personal gmail yahoo hotmail or whatever account and if you need some tips on getting a good domain name then i did talk about domain names in episode 19 and i talked about how to set up a feed burner feed in episode 53 again all of these links in the show notes at the audacity to slash 160 so that's number seven launch or upgrade your website you may already have your own website and it might just need a little bit more of an upgrade by adding powerpress in order to turn it into a podcast website if you need help with that please let me know because that's what i help people do is launch or improve their own podcasts number eight Publish. Write your show notes, and your show notes should include any links, any websites that you mentioned in the podcast, any video, images, audio, all of that information, especially any kind of list that you share in your podcast. Like, here are the top 10 ways to be awesome. Put that list of top 10 ways in your show notes. And it's very easy to write your show notes. It doesn't have to be a transcript, it doesn't have to be a. It's extremely thorough show notes it could be simple that's fine but i recommend about 300 words or more for your show notes and you can check out uh, episode 49 for more information about writing show notes but you write your show notes in wordpress or whatever system you're using for your website you attach your podcast file and then click publish That may sound intimidating if you've never done it before, but it's as easy as writing an email and attaching a photo, which I'm sure you've done that before. And you can do that simply with these different platforms like WordPress or Libsyn. So when you publish your episode, though, and you have your first episode online, it's great, but you're not finished yet because (laughs) the, the worst marketing advice to ever come from Hollywood is from Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. No. If you publish episode one and you don't already have an audience of thousands, that episode will probably not be downloaded almost at all. That can be very depressing, but the idea is you have to be proactive. The first thing you need to do is get your podcast in the top podcast directories that are out there. I talked about this in episode 69. The top ones that I recommend at this time are iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom, BlackBerry, tune in and any mobile podcast apps that you see and it's really easy to get into these all that you need for most of these is your rss feed which if you're using wordpress with the powerpress plugin your rss feed would look something like myawesomepodcast.com slash feed slash podcast and that would include just your podcast episodes send that to these different podcast directories and then you're out there but make sure that you include some great looking podcast cover art. You have good titles for your show and your episodes and all your other information is correct. Again, this is technical and more in depth, but I want to give you the overview of your 10 steps for starting a podcast. That's number eight, publish. Number nine, promote. Now that you have something to promote, You have your episode out there. It's online. People can get to it in the popular directories or on your website. It's time to be proactive and promote your podcast. This is an ongoing thing to grow your audience, and you've got so many different ways of growing your audience. But let me give you just a few, four actually, really high-yield tips on promoting your podcast and your results will vary with these things and it depends on the kind of show that you use but these are the things that I have seen produce the greatest results in promoting a podcast invite guests on your show who will share the episode with their followers word of mouth is big and if other people are talking about your show and saying hey I was on such and such Podcast, check it out. That is huge for you. That could be massive if you get those guests with more followers than you have and followers that you don't have. don't try to go for the big person first like President Obama don't or whatever president or king or prince or anything like that any celebrity first go for the smaller ones. work your way up but having a guest on your show is a great way to promote and grow your audience because then when you provide them with the resources to share your episode and it's a good episode that they'll be proud of, they'll probably be interested in sharing it. Second idea is be a guest on someone else's show. That way their audience hears you, gets to hear your voice, your personality, what kind of content that you talk about. I was recently on the Go Creative show and we had a great time talking about Podcasting. And it was a, a great conversation that we had about how do you start a podcast? How do you make money from a podcast? How do you grow a podcast? All of these different questions, very similar to what I'm covering here. And that was at gocreativeshow.com with uh, Ben over there. I highly recommend that you check it out. It's episode 23 at gocreativeshow.com. And he had me as a guest on his show. So some of his audience members might be listening now. You might be one of the people who heard me on Go Creative Show. Thank you so much for joining me over here. I'm glad you're listening. So that's a second way to be able to grow your audience. Third way, connect with people on social networks. The most important part of that is connect With them. Don't just follow them and then spam them with new posts about your newest episodes, but connect with people, communicate, discuss things, and then share when you publish new episodes or cover things that you see them asking and then let them know that you gave an answer in your certain episode or post. Number four is ask your audience to share the show with their friends and their followers. Now, did you notice a core theme among these four ways of promoting? your podcast. The most successful method of promotion is word of mouth. It's not going to be some app that recommends based on certain algorithms, what podcast you should listen to. Discovery is not a problem. But what works best is when someone else promotes your show. I like the proverb from the Bible that says, let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. That's Proverbs twenty-seven, two, from the English Standard Version. It's always best to let someone else be the one who's promoting your content instead of your promoting yourself. Because when you go in there and you promote yourself, then, well, what do people call you? A self-promoter. And you might get spammed or you might get blocked. You'd be seen as spam. But get in there, discuss things. Let someone else say something about your show or have it as a very passive thing that you participate in the discussion. And at the end of the discussion, you say, by the way, I talked about some of this stuff over here and I really appreciate it if you check this out or have it in your signature. Some of these more passive ways while you're discussing things. But the main thing is look for ways that you can leverage Word of mouth in order to promote. So give your audience those tools, give your guests, your co hosts the tools to be able to promote the content and grow it from other people recommending it. That's number nine, promote. And number 10, measure growth. Don't get hung up on your stats, don't obsess over those numbers. Realize that first, the median podcast, that is when you take out the tiny ones that really aren't doing anything and you take out the big ones that are getting millions and millions of downloads like Mark Marin and Twit and stuff like that, Libsyn, Rob Walsh over at Libsyn has reported that the median podcast, not average, median, gets 160 downloads per episode. That's surprisingly small, but yeah, also big. How? Think about how many churches there are in the U.S. that have fewer than 160 people in the auditorium every Sunday. And you could be reaching a bigger audience than that. So if you're anywhere near that number or above it, then you're doing well, really. So don't think you have to have thousands of downloads in order to succeed. And when you're looking at numbers, just completely throw out this thought of monthly downloads. Because sure, it's, I know an easy way that I could have 100,000 downloads in a month, super easy. All I'd have to do is release a hundred episodes in one month and get a thousand people to download those one hundred episodes. That's that's pretty easy to do. Or I could do a thousand episodes in a month and get a hundred people to download them. Whoa, I've got a hundred thousand downloads per month, but only a hundred actual listeners. So the monthly downloads number means absolutely nothing. I did a, a blog post about this over at com slash monthly downloads, where I expose the truth behind this. So check that out to learn why monthly downloads is really a myth. You should not use that number at all uh, for almost anything, really, because it, it's quite meaningless. Instead, look at how many downloads you receive per episode after about a month, and that gives you an idea of how big your audience is. So you may see that that is 100, 200. A thousand, maybe it's 500, maybe it's 18,000, whatever it is, for one episode, that's closer to your audience size. So look at it after a month. The way that you can get some interesting information about measuring the growth of your podcast, two different ways that I recommend. One is your media stats. This is the best thing for podcast downloads, not AW stats. Not your download stats from Amazon S3 or anything like that, but podcast media stats because they're specially formatted to filter out certain things and work best for podcasts. And I really think Libsyn and Blueberry have the best podcast media stats. Libsyn you only get if you host your media with them and you have one of the slightly larger packages that have the stats or advanced stats with it. Blueberry, you can get free stats from Blueberry by just adding a little part to your download URL, and then that will be tracked through Blueberry's free or premium plan for your stats. And I have links to both of these services in the show notes for this episode, episode 160. But that will track your download stats. For your website stats, to see how many people are visiting your site, how long are they staying, what pages are they visiting... Use Google Analytics. It's free and extremely powerful. And it has a lot that it can do. And I'll someday have an episode that tells you how you can use Google Analytics. But basically, if you just go to the front page, your overview page, it will show you how many unique visitors you got in a month, how many page views you got, what was your daily traffic like. So when you're looking for your stats, don't just look at the number and see, oh, I got a hundred downloads. That that's terrible. Look at two things. One is look for spikes. Those spikes indicate maybe better content or at least a better title or maybe someone shared that episode. So those spikes can indicate the things that you might want to focus on or the kinds of things you might want to focus on a bit more. Maybe it was something you tried. Maybe you titled it differently. Maybe you tweeted about it more. And also look at the the direction and the speed of direction you should see some kind of gradual growth over time so your first episode may only get 100 downloads in the first month your second episode gets 150 downloads in the first month your third episode 200 downloads and so on and you should see some kind of gradual growth and that indicates that you are growing with your show So look for these things in your stats, whether it's web stats or your podcast download stats, but don't obsess over them. That's number 10, measure growth. So again, these 10 steps for starting a podcast. Number one, make plans. Number two, create quality content, collect quality content. Number three, get the right tools and equipment. Number four, record and present the content well. Number five, give authenticity. Number six, edit and produce. Number seven, launch or upgrade your website. Number eight, publish. Number nine, promote. And number 10, measure growth. Here's the little secret. Once you've launched your podcast, these 10 steps continue to apply for every episode after that. Repeat these steps. Plan your episode. Collect quality content. Make sure you're using the right tools for that episode, record and present it well, give authenticity, edit and produce that episode, launch it on your website, publish it, promote it, measure the growth of that episode. So, don't just think that you can follow these 10 steps and then forget it, but repeat this regularly for your content. Now, one of the things you may notice was missing from this list is how to profit from your podcast through many different means and there surely are many different ways to profit from your podcast making money and I talked about five different ways in episode 39 but it's not a core step to launching a successful podcast and not everyone wants to make money from their podcast so that's why I didn't actually cover it here and I've got the previous episode number 39 where I talked more about making money from your podcast and I'll talk about that again in the future But I'd love to hear from you, how is it that you started your podcast? And do you regret missing any of these particular steps? I'd love to hear your stories and your experience. Please comment on the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 160. Now, if you are looking at starting your podcast and you're anywhere in this process and you need help, I would love to help you out. That's what I do. I help people launch and improve their podcasts for sharing their passions and finding success. And I would love to help you. Just go to com slash consulting if you're interested in hiring me for some one-on-one consulting or you want me to set up some of this stuff for you. Maybe you're really confused about something or you just need someone to fix a problem that you're having. I'd love to help you out with that. So go to com slash consulting and check out all of the other details that I shared related to this episode in the show notes over at com slash 160. You can email me your feedback, questions for future episodes, and things you'd like to see me or hear me cover by sending that message to feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. You can also send a voice message through the website at theaudacitypodcast.com courtesy of SpeakPipe. And I do have an affiliate link for that. You guessed it, slash SpeakPipe with my domain. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to work with you. I'd love to see you succeed in podcasting and start that podcasting if something has been holding you back. Please follow me on Twitter at the Ramen noodle, and let me know that you listen to this episode and share it with other people too. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from TheAudacityToPodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. Now go start that podcast! The Audacity Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcast.com and check out our CES 2014 coverage over at tpn.tv.